Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is March 11th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing well. I think you're uh, gruntled. You're gruntled. I am gruntled. I don't think the officials in Panavidra are gruntled about no. the weather. They've been dealt a tough hand this week. I feel bad for them. I honestly do. I mean, I don't feel bad for a litany of other dumb things we saw today with the gold boy running around the mixed metaverse reality or whatever it is and we're gonna do a fine you know cover that with a fine tooth comb look into that closely i found an article on it explaining it exactly but you know i do feel bad the gold boy aside um running around out there jumping it looks like so i gotta i gotta admit i was like locked in this morning yeah I had, I went I didn't have to I went and played golf this afternoon. I missed this afternoon. I got on oh, Twitter. I saw I saw clips of Gold Boy. You know, <laughs> I saw a couple. Was he just trophy man? A part of it, like the whole day. I, I don't know either. I had basketball practice. I I I saw it live. I was like, what's happening? Was it the shot on on the island green? Yeah. Yeah. Is he supposed to be a bigger fixture of the week? Yes. <laughs> like yes. he's going to be a oh, regular part of the coming. telecast. He's coming. You better be ready because there's going to be more gold boy coming all weekend. <laughs> this is a, a big play. New TV rights hey, deal. I got, handed, cash I got handed to him. The Masters doesn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in on gold boy. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's the dumbest thing ever. Who can, can we just get to the article? Not yeah. a lot happened at the golf course no, today. No. Let's get to Gold Boy. Gold Boy is what I <laughs> want to talk about. Here's what I got to say. You know, this is a metaverse thing. I guess the metaverse is an imprecise term. You know, it's I big, guess I'm big old Zuck, now. Big Zuck is behind this? What, what does he want to call his employees? Uh, meta. Meta, men? meta. No, no, no. It's Meta. Metabytes. I'll look it up. Metaman. Um, so I think it's a metaverse thing, but I was the, corrected by people. It's mixed reality. Like, I don't know. Look, I, I, I'm 38. I think I'm, I'm old. I'm old. But I also, like, I don't know who this is for. Metamates. <laughs> so this was for the metamates out there. <laughs> and if you're going around describing yourself as a metamate, like, I would just say, keep that one to yourself, at least in conversation with me. Uh, this is the gold boy, mixed reality. I, I honestly, I'm old, but like, what's, who is What's who's mixed about it? What's mixed about it? It's not real. Well, there's, there's it's nothing. imposed on a real life hole and people. There are factual is, fans in the background. What's so the difference mixed. between like a hologram and this? I don't know. That, now you're can the fans? Area can the fans? On the, can the fans watching see Gold Boy? Like that are at no, the hole? No, God, no. Come on. What is, I <laughs> well, mean, I, not, I'm just saying isn't... if this is a mixed reality thing, maybe if I'm there in person, I could see Gold Boy and it might be a little <laughs> bit cooler. <sighs> I, I, like, this is the process. This is the end result of having 100 goddamn meeting rooms in your global home. Because it means that means you got to have meetings. And then this is the kind of crap that comes out of mandatory meetings that were mandatory to fill the spaces in this moat surrounded global home. And you go to a meeting and you got a bunch of people and they got to justify why they're at that meeting. They got to justify why they have a job, why they have a title, why what they're supposed to do with their time. And then, you know, six months later, you have Gold Boy on your TV <laughs> and God knows how much he costs. You know, they got this new TV rights deal 
And they got this thing prancing around the TV. Every shot live's gone. That's gone. There was that was too, you know, useful and practical. So we had to bring in Gold Boy in, in, instead. Um, let me get to this art. Uh, like Andy, tell me honestly, honestly, they make this, and they end this meeting. Who is this supposed to be for? Honestly, who is this supposed to get? What is this supposed to do? What is the what is the goal of Gold Boy? This this activation thing. Uh, who is it for? I don't know. Is it I don't, is this big among seventeen year olds? What's going what on? I, well, that's what I don't understand about it is like they show Gold Boy hitting a shot. And you could just show a golfer hitting a shot. <laughs> it's actually more real. It's not it's not mixed reality it is reality that's that's what we're watching is to watch golfers hit shots not gold boy who's gonna hit it into the middle of every green and it's just is gold boy gonna rinse one this weekend (coughs) well let's get to the article this is golfdigest.com was sent to us by a a sharp-eyed listener eared listener that knew we would like it and boy did i ever i mean this is just a red meat into the lion's cage it's on Golf Digest, written by Jared Goldstein. Good kid, good, good, good uh, writer there. All right, we're going to lead it off. As the PGA Tour's flagship event, the Players' Championship, is the place for the introduction of new technology. This year, the PGA Tour and NBC will introduce, so NBC might have blood on its hands here, too. Here, here, we're giving it hey. all to the global home and might also why, be NBC. Why aren't they using the junior <clears throat> players for the, for the testing out stuff? Are there TV cameras for that? The junior. I don't players? know. Maybe they should put Gold Boy out there if that's their target NBC, demo for Gold Boy too. NBC might have gold on its hands too. They may be at, at fault as well. NBC well, will they, introduce a maybe mixed golf reality. channels. Got, golf channels got PGA Tour in their logo now, so that's true. We'll introduce a mixed reality segment for the first time to a golf broadcast. So mixed reality, I guess, is the official term, not MetaMates or Metaverse. The tour and NBC. Partnering with all caps, the famous group. I'm not familiar with their work. The famous group will bring the golden golf golfer. Wait, it's all caps. The famous. No, group? I'm sorry, capitalized. Just uh, proper noun. The famous group will bring the golden golf golfer atop the Players Championship trophy to life. You know, they're not actually bringing it to life. I'm sorry, they're not bringing anything to life. This is not a real thing. They didn't bring anything to life. Using characteristics of six past champions swings. To recreate defining moments in tournament history. So they're imposing six different past champion swings on this gold boy. Did he doesn't they have his own. That at all you know, that's not what Arnie cast? would do. Swing your own swing. That's not what Arnie would do. Instead, they're imposing six past champions other uh, on gold boy and not letting him work it out on himself. <clears throat> Throughout the week, the golfer will dismount the t- Tiffany and Company trophy. Gold boy? Yeah. He's dismounting the trophy and play and play iconic shots on TPC Sawgrass's seventeenth hole. I mean, is he play I guess he's playing golf. I don't know. Like what this, we're talking like this is a real thing. Well, might- like there's so many cool things that Gold Boy could do. Like I don't know if, about that. No, here here's the thing. Like if if Gold Boy was like some fan that won, like, or, or something, like some kid from Northeast Boys and Girls Club of Florida, you know, and, and, and Gold Boy was the kid swinging. That would be cool. What this is, is just, it's it's just pointless. It's, it's just Gold Boy. It's yeah, just it Gold Boy in a simulation. It dismounts the stand. Yep. And he swings. He goes, you might catch the animated golden golfer. Walk to the tee and make a swing on the coverage on Thursday or Friday. Segwaying into a highlight package. Well, I mean, we get a whole a highlight gold, package. Do we get a whole gold boy highlight package? Afterward, no. I think, no. Afterward, it will walk back to the trophy stand <laughs> and take a swing, posing into the shape of the real life trophy as the segment ends. <laughs> this is insanity. I feel like I'm having a fever dream. Why? Ang- why is this worth the audience's time? That's right. It's not for anybody. This is not for anybody. Did you, is some sixteen-year-old kid? They had to have spent so much money. 
16-year-old kid's going to watch the Valspar next week because Goldboy brought him into the game. I'm, Is I'm that going to happen? I'm on the, uh, the famous group's website. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure just, they're incredibly does, talented. And, yeah, you know. it just does not seem like this would be very inexpensive. <laughs> oh, God, no. All right. Like having having specked out some some work of like not anything like Gold Boy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this thing's it's, probably costing fifty thousand dollars a shot minimum. Could be more. Yeah. God, I I'm not going to start. I won't go into that. All right. On Saturday, the golf world appear on the back of the island green as the network rolls Tiger's better than most putt from his 2001 victory. On Sunday, the trophy man will dismount again. This time, <laughs> this is an art. I guess this is actually, this time it will quote own the island green in the image of Ricky Fowler during the 2015 sudden death triumph. This guy, this boy, is going to be everywhere all weekend. Using it, I don't know. I don't need to get into the the, the text, but the trophy's version of Tiger's putt will appear to go into the actual hole on Saturday, which will be will in the same location to it go was 21 in. years ago. Yeah, as that, <clears throat> as that putt is going in the hole, there will be no doubt in your mind that the trophy has become Tiger Woods, said Andrew Isaacson, executive producer of the famous group. I got to tell you, Andrew, there's going to be doubt in my mind that the trophy has become Tiger Woods. Because he's gold <laughs> and it's not real. There's going to be ample doubt in my mind that that's not that that is not Tiger Woods. Do, do you think? Do you think they allocated the budget of uh, every shot live and put it towards Gold Boy? I mean, potentially, potentially. And this concludes our coverage every, of the Thursday. Do you think Thursday we didn't get every show. shot live because of weather today? What happened? I don't know. I don't know what's going no, on. That's not true because our our friends in Canada have it on Golf TV. What? It's it's out why, there. People. Why does the tour hate golf fans? What happened? Where'd it go? You know, we've touted this forever. It Where was like it the the best part of the players. I, I now I, we got Gold Boy. <laughs> this this concludes our coverage of Thursday at the Players Championship. You know what I can't. Let's get the you flashback know, Friday. You know what I can't what? wait for what doing year in review and and re read. Finding this, Gold Boy. Gold Boy. I, this is going to be out of our brains by next Thursday. But when come December, some December night, we are going to have a little bit of fun with the Gold Boy. I, again, you know, this is the tour getting in its own way at the Players' Championship. You know, everybody's been behind them. Not behind them, but, you know, sticking up for them against the Saudis in a lot of ways. And here they are. They're just doing their, their Gold Boy stuff. Um, all right. <clears throat> let's get to it. Do you have any other comments on every shot live? It's just, it's just gone. We did you, I told you it was gone. You're like, what? No, come on. And you, I just you know, scoured the internet. It's not there. Not there. All right. So it was a well, if it's not gone and you know, if we get somebody that corrects us, that it's not gone, no one can find it. Nobody can find it. You know, the it's maybe, hiding. maybe it's in part of the tours website. That's under uh, down. It's in metaverse somewhere. I, maybe Gold Boy. In. Maybe Gold Boy shut it down on purpose, and it's a little bit more reality than mixed reality. And Gold Boy is real. What if Gold Boy attacks a fan? He will dismount the trophy. Uh, what if he attacks? <laughs> he goes rogue, like iRobot stuff. Yeah, AI that's what thinks, I'm saying. Yeah, God, that could get dangerous. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's a fair question. COVID was one thing, but Goldboy could be could be even yeah. worse. Yeah. Another scandal at the Players' Championship. Uh, you know, we started this by saying we had real empathy for the you know tour, what, which I did. What would be sick is if Goldboy, like, I, I would be in on Goldboy if he just, like, appeared random places on your screen and just was, like, you know, came from behind Getting the flower the tree and just, yeah. like, waved... <laughs> then pop back and like you know somebody's hitting a shot on 17 and he's like yeah. swimming across so, the water yeah, yeah that i can get into <laughs> like i would love if gold boy just randomly appeared doing absurd things like if Runs somebody's a bunker in, yes plus, yeah yeah <laughs> exactly like dancing on the green when <laughs> a, when a ball goes into the water 
That's Gold boys bad. dancing around. That's the know? way to win our hearts and minds, I think, as opposed to interrupting the broadcast. Like it's Adam just, as an go- accoutrement. Gold boy can't be like a, a real and a serious thing. Gold yeah. boy but needs it, is. it needs to be like a mascot. At like yeah. Benny the Bull is a great mascot because he's like dumping popcorn on people's heads and yeah, yeah. you know doing yeah. jumping off trampolines and doing Instigating. you know yeah. dunks yeah. and uh, you know Gold boy needs to be like a mascot. Yeah. yeah. Then I'd be in on Gold boy. <laughs> All or right. get so- just a human Gold boy. Just dip him in twenty four carat. Some guy. He's running around out there. All right, we're at minute 15. A lot of gold boy chatter, but, you know, that's about all that happened today. A lot of rain. You know, the morning Some, wave mostly saw an ugly, ugly Zalatoris stroke. Ooh, how about that? Loop-de-doop. Ooh. What was that, four feet? Four, five-footer? Less than that? Well, that's, I, I you know. And the broadcast is trying to tell us it's all fine and good. They're like, we talked to Josh Gregory. We know there's an issue, but like actually, it's not as bad as it looks. And it's like, I mean, it looks pretty not great. It looks you know? like if if he didn't have the arm lock, he might not be able to hit the ball. <laughs> Make contact. Yeah. <laughs> it, I it was, I it played was, with a kid bad. in high school that had the the, the <clears throat> legit yips. It was sad. It was like hard to watch. He was a flusher. He'd hit yep. like every green and shoot like eighty five. Oh God! <laughs> it was insane. Zalatoris is T eleven. He would He's hit three under. He's playing well. I've never seen somebody miss a four inch putt short except for him. This guy I played oh, with in high school. He literally like hit the top of the ball. It rolled one revolution. That's, that's not good. And it that's was a sad. yep. That's sad. It was sad. I know. I felt so bad for him. Like I after at the end of the I like would turn away when he putt and I'd just be like. Hey, what what did you have last hole? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you've told me this story a couple times, maybe on the podcast too. Hopefully not. Yeah, I feel like you have. All right, but uh, that's the thing that I that know. arm lock is helping. Well, it's you it's watch at least the, the starting thing point. go back. I yeah. kind of think that he, it looks like he like has figured out how to like work with it. He knows what it does, and that's the loop back. But it's really slow, you know. Yeah. Did you see how slow it was? Yes, yes. There like, was it was slow gonna... enough to like you know do a you know a couple loops around the track right before he got as, got all the way to the back. As somebody who's watched Westy <laughs> this entire life, not going to tell you that's not a putting stroke that you're going to like on Sunday afternoons. Yeah, remember last year when like people scolded people for like you know say you know expressing about horror <laughs> about the ones yeah that stroke at the open. And we, you know, you were like, wow, that is really not pretty. And then the people backlash to that, like, scolded He had a back like, injury. Yeah, like, his back was, like, hanging by a limb, and that's the only stroke he could put, you know, stuck together with duct tape. And that's the only stroke he could put on it. Shame on you for, you know, expressing some concern about that punting stroke. He was hurt. Well, here we are. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's hurt today. But, you know, again, I think that the concern over that stroke in July was well-founded, given what we've seen since. We need to uh, get in in with the Prince and, you know, get, get him Deidre? to start pushing pushing on Armlock on, uh, next. Yeah. I, I think, you know, with Faxon in our podcast, I mean, he's That's in right. the Prince's ear, and Faxon was pretty cut and dry. It's not okay. You know? I don't think Rom. I think Rom doesn't think it's okay. Yeah, either. Rom came out with it. You got Billy Boy, Town Crier. He's ready to ring the bell and shout it from the rooftop. You know, so I think you know we could see something coming. Isn't Del Torres on pack though? Mm, he may be. He may be. I don't know. I don't have the pack memorized, but it, that could be true. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood is our uh, first time reader. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood and Tom Hoagie. Tom, you know he's Tom Th- on the leaderboard. Tommy and Tom. Tommy Tables in our hearts here. Uh, both shot six under 66. Uh, you know, a lot of guys didn't even tee off. The last tee times of the day aren't close. They're this going is like the most inconsequential Friday update <clears throat> of all time. Yeah, absolutely. So Friday, there may be no golf, too, or minimal golf. There's been big debate today. Joe LaMagna had some insightful tweets about it. Like, was it beneficial? Because we may be heading for a real, like, uh, British Open style, like, Good side of the draw, bad side of the draw. 
A lot of it depends on what happens Friday if they get any golf in. Basically, whoever has to play the most on Saturday is screwed. And that could be, you know, <clears throat> the the morning wave, be, or it could, could be, be these the guys who got to do 36. Maybe if they don't play tomorrow, some guys could have to do 30 holes on Saturday and just get well, They might not even see. be done with round two by Sunday. Right, right. Lou Turner has a breakdown of the weather in the Friday newsletter, if you want to go subscribe to that. about. And I guess he's a meteorologist by training, but it seems like, you know, it's a good... Well-written prognostication of what we're looking at here it's a what is it a stalled front something like that a stalled front we just could be going front to stall stall often cold front stall in north florida <clears throat> regardless saturday looks dicey whoever gets to play the most saturday could could be in trouble if you know if there is some sort of inequitable amount of time spent on the course on saturday um is ball in hand had to be, right? I mean, I guess it didn't have to be. They could have done it, but God, there would have been an absolute uprising, complete revolt. Drawbridge would have to go up immediately. There's some serious mud balls. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you see Rom? <laughs> yeah. Get that mud ball in the first cut the first and have cut. to lay yeah, up could, on 11. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just chunk of mud ball. So I, I think you kind of, what? Are you going to be mad that they did ball in hand? No, I think you had to today. You kind of have to. Would have been this is not Kapalua. That was not Kapalua with like a week of no rain. <laughs> doing fall in hand. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the biggest challenge seemed to be spin problems. There's a lot of lot of chatter, you know. Oh, actually, if you listen to Paul Eisinger, the biggest challenge Pressure. was this rain delay. I mean, the, I just watched the replay again here before we were recording. You would have thought having to come out of the rain delay, it was like Willis Reed coming out of the locker room for these guys. He goes, I'm telling you, this is a real mental hurdle, Dan, what these guys have had to do. You can't be in there these four hours cracking jokes. You got to be in there visualizing what you want to do. Honestly, the guys are are like, they're hanging out in the 77,000 square foot clubhouse and wherever else with everything they could ever want. And they got to come out and play golf on, you know, a windless, soft course for a lot of money. But, like, the way Azinger was talking about it, this rain delay, like, they, they was I, the I biggest think he, hurdle. I think the complete opposite. I I love a good rain delay. Right. I mean, I Especially know as a Cubs, fan, things, well, as a Cubs things, fan, you got to love a good rain delay. Yeah, that's it right. gave you a World Series. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I came I, out of nowhere. Well, here's the thing. I think rain delays can go one or two ways, right? It's not always bad. If you're not, if things aren't going your way, you know what? A rain delay is great. It's like a timeout in yeah. any other sport. You get to just get settle down. You get, a, you get to just chill out and you get to come back with a, a, as a word that golf loves to use, a fresh perspective. If you're hot, who cares? You just go in and you're just like, whatever. I'm playing great. Yeah. Like, you go in without a care in the world. <coughs> this is the thing. This is what I said last week. Acinger is well, a nervous yeah. fucking Nelly. He also had something about the food. Like, how you can't a eat. real dilemma. Like, how do you, when do you eat? How much do you eat? You got to really, like, when do you go for it? You know, it was like, hey, that was all. He's, but here's the thing, is if you went into that player room, the player yeah. dining, those yeah. guys would be just manjin food. Yeah. You know, guys would have their legs kicked up. Guys yeah. would be laying on the floor. Like anybody that's ever played any sort of co- competitive golf that's gone through a rain delay knows that it's just you just yeah. You talk with each other. You, it's this is everything. not this yeah. is not a stressful period of yeah. time. Yeah. So aside from the rain delay. It's also the, Thursday. <laughs> right. This it's is not, not Sunday, Sunday on the sixteenth tee. Right? Yes. <clears throat> um the so aside from the rain delay. The spin seemed to be the only real, not you know, the primary issue. Guys figuring out, you know, we saw HV3 spin one off the 17th green. That was sort of the, I don't know, the denouement of the day. A lot of play for that as he had a two-shot lead. Um, I don't know. Is that? Well, the you know, greens great challenge? super soft. <laughs> but I, I, it was portrayed as if it was like. Well, they got, what do you want them to do? They got to talk about something. That's true. 
It's the gold standard. They've got their partner that they ha- can't. They can't just be like, "This is well, this is really easy. This is reduced down to nothing." Yeah, they have it's really to make hard some... to control your spin. Like, it's, it's these guys are challenge. professionals, right? Right. Right. Yeah. All know. right. Uh, what else happened? I don't know. Conditions were the big thing. You had Poulter running, sprinting ahead. Pat Perez said he would have had a heart attack if he had to do it. Poulter, maybe the most athletic person in this group. That's not a great sign for the group. Although, I don't know. I guess he's probably in shape. Uh, Patrick Reed got caught flipping the bird, saying, you know, F you to the whole. And they tried to blur it out. There's some sort of scrambling technology. or I don't know what this is. Like, I've never seen this before. They tried to scramble the screen, but it was too late. I got to be honest with you. People pile on Pat Reed, often with proper justification. Guy seems to, uh, you know, I mean, look, yeah, he's run afoul and and is justifiably worthy of scoring many times, but he's playing absolute shit golf right now. He's obviously very, very competitive to the point where he uh, cheats and and cuts corners quite often or or has before, uh, you know, in the past. Like, he's an insanely competitive person, and he's playing terrible golf right now, and he flipped off the hole. I really don't have a problem with it. I, I think it's it's fine in the relative Pat Reed universe or any player's universe. I think it's okay. It's got to be a tough time for him right now. Although I did see you switch coaches back to his old coach uh, Kevin Kirk. So um, the gray out was incredible because <laughs> it was way late. Right? I've never seen that before. Have you? This must be Is a, that something. That maybe done? maybe Gold Boy has something to do with it. Introducing a new element. To- Sort of. How about his? How about his eagle a, on sixteen? What was it? Two fifty off the tee, two sixty-two into the into the green and a putt. So he had to hit three wood, right? But why would he hit three wood? It's soft. Well, he might also just be using a certain type of equipment, poofing it out there. I made the analogy, set up the run, play action, you know, the play action deep ball with the 260 shot into the green. What was, what do you find more um, disturbing, Pat Reed flicking off the hole or last year when Billy was like barking at it? Uh, Billy, by far. Yeah. Billy was, I mean, that was. uh, It was disturbing. It's a behavior with which I'm unfamiliar. I mean. People flip off inanimate objects all the time. But Billy's like shouting at this hole. At Augusta, no less. The 15, uh, 16th hole. After he you know, made chasing. one. Yeah. And after a day of sort of circus clown behavior, that was by far worse. Um, I don't have any other highlights the, from The Thursday. bot's back. Oh, oh, big time. The bot is right. I'm cranking out the content. Patrick Reed hit it to 251 on 16. He then took a swing and hit it 262 yards to the Tom, green. Tom Hoagie puts himself to six. Have you ever heard that as like a as like a verb? Then next article: Tommy Fleetwood puts himself. Have, have you ever heard that as like a verb, like active? Like that? no. John John Rom puts well in round one. Like not a lot of variety. Puts himself, anyways. People, a lot of people that aren't golfers would think that they just misspelled puts. Puts, puts. Uh, all right, that's it. I don't have a whole lot of other. Do you want to talk about Thursday. Tiger's uh, Hall of Fame? Sure. What do you want to say? Somebody pointed this out, and I really apologize. Somebody tweeted this. I was doing something this morning and uh, didn't acknowledge this tweet. But, and now I'm not acknowledging it again. Someone <laughs> tweeted, you know, how absurd is it that they held this, the Hall of Fame induction of the greatest player of all time in seemingly a room that had the acoustic quality of a high school cafeteria? I mean, it was pretty anodyne, right? Like, I, I guess I don't... I, I, you have a, an open championship at St. Andrews this year. Yes. Wouldn't it be kind of meaningful for him to do it there? Or out in front of, you know, I, I don't know where. The place like, he's won, you know? I, and said it's at this global home building, which he's probably largely responsible for the <laughs> funds to, to build. 
And uh, I, I don't know. The speech was fine. It was good, not great. I mean, it was good speech. It's good you know, speech. He did it wife, off the cuff in 17 minutes with no notes or no teleprompter. It was fine. It my wife, my wife was very critical of the speech. I could see that. She came in. She came in, and that's. I'm watching the speech. She sits down. Just you know, within a minute, she goes. This reminds me of a bad bridesmaid speech. Well, yeah. He, Tiger doesn't have the wives demographic still. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he has. Maybe your wife. She also. She also was chuckling about like you know one of his low moments was on the point where she, when Sam said one of his lowest moments, she goes, "Oh, that was one of his lowest moments." Yeah. There's a lot of commentary from at least the wives that I know when Tiger's on the screen. Anyways, um. Yeah, so the speech was fine. It was good. I, as Sean Martin had a salient point that I that I was found noticeable, you know, as well. Everything was about his childhood and his upbringing and his golf pre-Stanford. Really, there was a quick shout out to Stanford, you know, quick mention of you know his tour life and tour friends, but it was all about like how he became who he was as a as a golfer. And I think that's fine. I mean, if you're Tiger Woods, you can talk for two hours about everything you've done. Um, I love I love the story of him like crawling through the drainage ditch. Yeah, and his Under, dad like yeah. you there. Yeah. yeah, I mean I think that's what more people want to hear about too. You know, mm-hmm. so it was a good speech. It was fine. <clears throat> um, all right, that's it. What that's about Tim Fincham? Parallel, parallel. Uh, it was fine. He, he was fine too. I mean, the guys, <laughs> they played uh, up your parallel. Uh, you know, parallel careers. Yeah. <clears throat> parallel in time parallel in time uh that's all i have for thursday at the players uh let's get to uh we have masters fact let's go to precision pro flashback friday uh flashback Is friday it gold boy gold boy from four hours ago <laughs> do, you, do you think we could get a gold boy precision pro model i don't even know what do you mean what does that mean maybe just a you know an nx9 that's gold Put oh. gold boy on it. Does he jump off the side of it and start running <laughs> around the green? Give you a yardage? Go double check the sprinkler head? Some Listen, meta. if you need a yardage gun, a yardage uh, distance measuring device, yard, a range finder, whatever you want to call it, yeah, yardage take gun. Take the ad read here. My voice is gone. Yeah. <laughs> if go you ahead. need one, I am. I need <clears throat> one right now. I've I've played more golf this week than I've played in a long time. And I don't have a yardage gun, and I'm at a severe disadvantage. I'm walking around looking for sprinkler heads like back when I was a young caddy. It's a pain in the ass. A lot of times I reach into my bag looking for my NX9. It's not there. It's sad. You know, I've, I've come up 20 yards short a lot because I can't <coughs> find a, a, a sprinkler head, and I just say, well, I'll just guess. And uh, it's... You know, I haven't hit many shots the right yardage in the last right. last few weeks. Few weeks, and let me tell you, range riders make your life easier on the golf course. It is. It is. It does. It, this yeah. is spoken from a man that has been having a hard time the last week and a half. And I don't think you're. You know, you're. You're not sort of turning your back on any grand tradition of the game, right? It's not like, you know, No, it's just like a convenience. Or... It's, it's actually enjoyment. Like, yeah. you know, when you're trying to zip around a golf course, yeah, it's really nice when you just arrive at your ball, you get your gun out and you shoot it and you just, yeah. then you I... pop it back in your bag and you go on your merry way. You know, if I was, if I rode carts more, I wouldn't have lost it. I just never ride in carts and that's yeah. why I lost the, the thing because I was using the magnet. Magnet. If Which you is want awesome. One, it's time they, to it's time to stock up. Golf here's the best started. part about about Precision Pro. <clears throat> it's affordable. It's not an absurdly priced rangefinder. I mean, these things all do the same thing, unless you got a gold boy jumping off the side of yours. But I think they all just get the yardage. Ours vibrates. Precision Pro's vibrates, and it's not going to put you back an arm and a leg. It's value. You go to PrecisionProGolf.com. You throw an NX9 in your cart. You had Shotgun 20 at checkout. You get $20 off, and you're good to go for the season. Uh, thank you. I think the URL is precisionprogolf.com as well. So thank you to Precision Pro for their continued support this year 
a flashback Friday, and a couple other fun things we got coming later in the year. Um, all right. What's our Precision Pro Flashback Friday for today? We're going to the 1979 <clears throat> Players Championship. It was held at Old Sawgrass Country Club. This was Old uh, three, years, three years before the first event at TPC, the Tournament Players Club Sawgrass. Uh, but it may be sort of a, a nice sort of orienting for what we might see Saturday if it really gets up. Just carnage. Which sounds like it was like an annual thing at this old sawgrass. So sawgrass, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to consider myself a local expert. I'm not Lou Turner or anything like that. But sawgrass country clubs across the street, you know, ocean on the ocean side of that street, and it sounds like it was built. You know, it, what the one article is like? It has rock hard greens with bunkers in front of every green, and plays with like links conditions. So it's it's like built in like lynx weather with wind constantly, but greens that are rock hard and running out and with bunkers in front of all the greens. This this article was in 1979, just sort of being quite critical uh, of the setup. Uh, and 1979. So Lanny Watkins is your winner, like one of the all time performances. Lanny Watkins is on our spotlight list. He will eventually be a full blown spotlight, and I suspect this will be a part of that spotlight. But Lanny he's, Watkins, he's more he's more than Champions Tour announcer. For all you Champions Tour fans out yeah, there, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, Watkins in this uh, 1979 Players Championship became the first man in history to break par for 72 holes on the 7,000 yards of marsh, sand, lakes, and piney woods that make up Sawgrass, which is designed like an inland course, bunkers fronting rock hard greens but traditionally subject to Lynx-type weather conditions. That's like an old 1979 Associated Press article. Uh, so he became the first man in the history to break par for 72 holes. I don't know that it was a lengthy history at that point, but, you know, first man to break par. He won by five. In all, this is the final round. 23 players shot in the 80s or oh higher. Oh, my God. And only 32, this is for the year, or for the tournament, only 32 broke 300. <laughs> Dean Beeman, I think it's unfortunate the wins were so severe the last two days because our players are better than their scores showed. I think the players are better than that. The conditions were just a little too severe. The winds gusted to 45 miles per hour or more over the final round, playing to hard greens, which wouldn't hold the shot, and were protected by bunkers in front. The players had little chance. <laughs> but Watkins, who started the day with a three-shot lead, found a way to solve the problem in one of the game's great exhibitions. He hit only one Sounds of the like first. Sounds like Ken Duke. <clears throat> he hit only one of the first five greens in regulation, but he played them in par. I had to add this in. This is a just an AP uh, wire reporter. The aggressive little man simply made everything in sight. The aggressive little man, Lanny Watkins. <laughs> he doesn't seem like he's that little. Here we go. I have further testimony from another Wire article on this subject. <clears throat> quote, uh, this is from Watkins. Quote, the wind didn't help me at all, said Watkins. I'm a little fellow. <laughs> Parentheses added by the Wire reporter. Five foot nine, 160 pounds. I'm a little fellow, and I need to use finesse and not try not to fight the wind. So a self-proclaimed little fellow at five nine. 160. Look, I was more generous than that. I said 5'8". But anyways. <clears throat> All right. So Watkins wins by five. Let's get a little bit more into the uh, the course and uh, how it all went down. This is a, another wire uh, wire report here. Let me find it. Like a man... This I don't have an author. This is 1979 newspaper writing. Like a man who has fallen off the Golden Gate Bridge and lived... Lanny Watkins probably doesn't realize yet exactly what a, what a comparison. <laughs> yeah. Lanny Watkins probably doesn't realize what yet exactly what he has done and how he survived. Don't ask Watkins where he was the past four days. He probably can't possibly know. Only an unconscious man could play golf the way he had over the vicious gale swept sawgrass links. <clears throat> Watkins finished one of the most remarkable sustained performances of golf. Daring and f golf, daring and fortitude in a dec in a decade Sunday with a birdie on the final hole of the four hundred forty thousand tournament players championship for a gaudy five shot victory over Tom Watson, who I think had just been Player of the Year the previous two years. That was only the bare bones of the brash Watkins deed. 
His 67, 68, so it was easier on Thursday. Started to get a little bit harder Friday afternoon. Bad Saturday and horrendous Sunday. So he went 67, 68, 76, 72. Was five under, making him the first man in three years of the TPC at Sawgrass to break par. <clears throat> he played in winds that varied from 30 to 50 miles an hour. Just varied at a minimum, 30 to 50, all but blowing the rest of the best of the field off the course. Only two players, Watson and stoic young Jack Renner, finished within eight shots. <laughs> Only two within eight shots of Lanny. <clears throat> the final nine Sunday was not a golf tournament, but a triumphal procession for Watkins, who won 72 grand. Watkins said, this is probably the best 72 holes of golf I've ever played in my life. He was the only player to break par on Sawgrass on Sunday. I don't think people will realize <clears throat> what Laney's score, this is Tom Watson, what Laney's score means on this course under these conditions. It's like shooting two, 271 in the Masters, which was the record then. 500 par here is truly golf in the ball. <clears throat> the day's stroke average on Sunday <clears throat> was 78.5, the highest of the week. The stroke average was 78.5. Second highest in the three brutal ego-smashing years of sawgrass. So this wasn't a new thing. It wasn't even the highest in three years. <clears throat> Among those, uh, George Burns shot 83, Trevino 79, Kratzer 79, Renner 75. Uh, Cook stepped to the first. Gary Cook said, let's have fun. This is impossible. Of 71 pros, 23 could not break 80, which we noted. Bob Murphy... Bob Murphy, former NBC, as we know him, he was on NBC, but a former pro, shot 92. He shot 92, 20 92. Over on Sunday. It's tough. <clears throat> Trevino, this is like miniature golf. What was the spread? <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, let me see. I don't see it. Guyberger was 308. Watkins was 283. That's what, this is like an agate type old newspaper. This is like miniature golf, said Trevino. You know, with windmills and ramps, it's goofy golf, not real golf. <clears throat> At the 6T, this is great. At the 6T, where a crossing wind tunnel effect had gales of over 50 miles per hour, blowing shots 50 yards offline, Trevino looked heavenward and spotted a small plane actually being blown backward by the wind. That no. doesn't seem real. That seems like an old newspaper writer taking, you know, creative license. Airplane being blown back. Time out, said Burns to Javino. Take me out. I want to go home. When Alan Miller trudged up the 18th fairway, he was waving a white surrender flag. <clears throat> so he, like, tied a towel to the top of his, his club and was whipping it around. Trevino said, this reminds me of the Army. I was, count Army. I was counting my days to get out then. Now I'm counting the holes. <clears throat> nobody in their right mind said Watkins wants to play under conditions like this no way in the world I'd come out and watch golf on a day like this my eyes are red and tearing from the blowing sand I admire the spectators who even tried to come out here he had three birdies three bogeys and six saves on Sunday I made a lot of those little putts I just keep on trucking so just an amazing I got a bunch of notes from Saturday Sunday guys just so angry uh, this is Dan Jenkins uh, 1979 right up in SI. He goes, In the wind that turned Sawgrass into the usual garden of horrors last week, most of the touring golf pros sentenced to the Tournament Players' Championship wish they had filed the same flight plans as the Mallards who frequently refused to leave, leave the fairways. So apparently there's a big bird problem, too. Watkins, not Lanny Watkins. He sees the occasion to post a number that will stand long after Sawgrass has blown away. So these guys were like, no one is ever beating this 500 mark. Over 72 holes. Nothing seems to make much sense on the PGA Tour this year. Not on the surface. And Watkins' astonishing 72-hole score of 283 on the wind-lashed, reptile-guarded, over-marshed, bumpy premises of sawgrass was one more unlikely outcome to dazzle the mind of anyone familiar with the place. The course is confining and torturous as it had been in two previous TPCs held on this particular brink of the Atlantic Ocean. <clears throat> uh... So a little bit more about Watkins. This is from the Jenkins article. He now becomes the first double winner of 79, having captured the LA Open at Riviera, and he won at Sawgrass. Not bad, but as you study his career, you find him doing it in other difficult places. He won at Firestone in the World Series of Golf, Pebble Beach for the PGA, 
Waverly Club for the U.S. Amateur. Monsters, all of them. He said there were t- on Friday of his Friday sixty-eight and his Sunday seventy-two. He said those were the two of the best rounds of golf I've ever played in my life. <clears throat> um, and the t- the weekend just was all doom. Jack Renner, Jack Renner said this is murder, which we you know. And then on Sunday morning, it was obvious the wind was going to like be you know going gust in forty-five and fifty. Uh, anyone in the same neighborhood as Watkins had the right to be hopeful about his chances. Sawgrass grabs anyone anywhere. The whole tournament could have been lost in the last threesome. Uh, George Burns went out in 46. Trevino went out in 41. <laughs> and they went. To, those were the two challengers at the start, and they went out in 46 and 41. I think Watkins oh went God. out at like 36 or something, 37. Uh, what I found interesting this, in this Jenkins article, stuff about the schedule, and how it's back in March now. For several years now, the game's leading talents have been using the Winter Tour as a preparation ground for the Masters and the big money events of the summer. They always like to win, of course, but they admit they don't want to play too well too soon. And they included this week, TPC. Nicholas may have overdone that particular philosophy this year. Coming into Sawgrass, he had played in four tournaments. And his best finish had been a tie for 11th in the hope. But Watson figured that he at least was right on schedule. I can't wait for Augusta, said Tom who may have been speaking for the whole elite group of crowd pleasers. So it was real interesting, you know, to hear that, you know, now you have like half the FedEx Cup seasons done. These guys were like, I don't know. I don't even want to play that well until, you know, April 1st. Whereas Watkins was super hot. He's like, I'm going to play every week. They were like, they were talking about that, questioning him because he'd already won at LA. He'd won this. And they're like, I'm just going to keep on trucking. I'm going to go play every week. Um, then this little bit this is interesting uh in his own they were talking about a bunch of no names said one and weisskopf was asked about it he laughed and said of mark mccumber mccumber could be suspended for giving false hope to a hundred guys who can't play because mark mccumber had won that's pretty pretty pointed comment very pointed Uh, i had to add in there so this is a little more history on on the end of the sawgrass goes, wind or not, this area of Florida is going to be the permanent home of the Tournament Players Championship. Commissioner Beeman spent his part, of time, part of his time last week taking people on a trip through some woods. The land was only across the highway from Sawgrass, but the contrast was startling, with its towering pines, palms, and oaks rising out of the marsh. It could have been 2,000 miles away. This is where the Tournament Players, players Club will be, and this is where the tournament itself will be played beginning in 1981. And where Goldman will be hobbing around in 2022. No, that's not in the article. It would be amazing if Goldman was in there. Beeman found the land and sold the players on the idea of having their own course, a home for their championship at headquarters. I don't need to get into all that. There's a fried egg stories on the creation of this, right? Yeah. Garrett? Yeah. We put it in a newsletter. It was on Work has already begun on the Par 72 high... Two-hole layout designed by Pete Dye, the architect who has created some of the more brilliant new courses of the past few years. There are several good golf designers, Jack Nicholas among them, parenthetically. Some might quibble with that now here, 40 years later. But none is better than Pete Dye, and few are as creative. On paper, it appears that Dye has sketched a masterpiece of variety and scenery encircling the clubhouse, jutting occasionally into the open marsh and wind, and then crawling back into the tunnels of gnarled forest where the ocean breeze were temporarily be bruised before it lashes into the, their cashmeres. So, like, this wow. is hopefully their hope, right? After getting just killed across the road close to the ocean. And then they didn't like it. They said it, it was like Darth Vader designed this golf course, what Crenshaw said. <laughs> but it was a, apparently, like, they were promised, like, oh, there's towering pines here. Like, it'll pretend like we're 2,000 miles away from the ass kicker across the road. Uh, but this is Jenkins Capper. Sawgrass and the wind have served their purposes. They attracted the attention of the TPC. So he's talking about the old sawgrass. In a year and a half, it will be up to the new course to continue the story. No doubt it will. I think Jenkins had a, a rare affection for TPC, the Players' Championship. You know, he's talked about it in some of those spotlights. There's a rare combination of age, charm, and uniqueness about the area. There's some hype for Jacksonville. National guy. National guy, speaking highly of it, Lou Turner. There's rare combination of orange, age, charm, and uniqueness about the area. What can be wrong with the players having their home 
What could be wrong with their players having their own home and their own tournament somewhere between the Fountain of Youth at St. Augustine and Donald Ross's Ponte Vedra? It is a place where both the country... Don, and Donald Ross's Ponte Vedra or Pinehurst? He said Ponte Vedra. Did he, do, did he design Ponte Vedra Country Club or Ponte Vedra Ponte Inn? Vedra, maybe. Yeah. That was Herb that was Herb Strong. Strong Herbs. Oh. Uh I don't know. Between the Fountain of Youth and St. Augustine and Donald Ross's Pontevedra is what he said. It is a place where both the country and the tour had some beginnings. One thing is sure, the players will be deliriously happy just to get off sawgrass. So that's your <clears throat> flashback Friday on Lanny Watkins. Astounding nineteen seventy nine five under par win in just brutal, brutal conditions. Bob Murphy shot ninety two. <laughs> Do you think five under par is going to win this week? No, I do not think so. Although Saturday, I'll be anxious to see if we get those 40, 35 mile per hour wins. Have a little bit of fun with that. So thanks to Precision Pro Golf. Go to PrecisionProGolf.com. shot 75 today. <clears throat> What's going on with Webb? He's barely played. I guess he's hurt or something like that, right? I don't know. It's not good. Yeah. He's like... Almost out of the top 50 in the world. Last year, at the start of the year, he was top 10. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Do you um, think he's going down the Ricky Ricky route? I don't know. I mean, he's won a major in the players. Does anybody get dri- driven by as much as Ricky? <coughs> Too much. Yeah. It's not fair. Although, you know, he puts himself out there. So. 33 in the world. All right, everyone enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your weekends with Goldman. We'll be back Monday to break it all down. Gold boy. Gold boy, whatever it is. He's gold boy. Hopping off, dismounting. Dismounting off the Tiffany & Company trophy. I wish we could get some there. gold boy t-shirts made real quick for the weekend. We're... That's, we'll have to think about that. I all don't right. think they could get done quick enough. <clears throat> enjoy your weekends. We'll be back Monday to recount it all. Maybe have an Instagram live here and there. Over the next three days. I don't know if we'll be back Monday to recount it all. We'll see. See how it finishes. Follow along. We'll update you on our schedule.